You're listening to Get Inside Us. I'm Adam. And I'm Hannah. So, this week we have award-winning local celebrity and (laughs) Mayo enthusiast Callum Stewart on the podcast. Hello, Adam. Hello, Callum. (laughs) So, I have a question about the mayonnaise thing. I just want to get into that first. Because, I mean, for the listeners, I don't know Callum. I've never met him. Um, But, you know, Adam knows Callum. So, I have no reference point for this mayonnaise (laughs) piece of... Trivia. To be fair, I also have no reference point for the mayonnaise. <laughs> I would say that I am Britain's leading, or maybe the world's leading, mayo fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I had to come to terms with when I when I moved over here. Was that people dip things in mayonnaise, and that freaked me out for so long because I'm like, that is just a, a like to me, that's like a kind of blank slate kind of flavor it just it goes on bread for sandwiches to kind of moisten it i just think that mayonnaise is so flexible like there's so much you can do with it it's just it's it's one of the greatest inventions of all time that's i can't argue with that that's very true <laughs> like, i mean i'm with you for garlic mayo yeah garlic mayo is like top tier thing but to get to garlic mayo you have to go back to the origins of mayo <laughs> Without it, we wouldn't have garlic mayo. That's what I'm saying. It's one of the greatest inventions of all time. Because you can <laughs> add different flavors to it. Because there's so many flavors of mayo now. Would you like to play my favorite game of guessing when mayo was invented? <laughs> Absolutely. When I found out when it was invented, my mind was blown. Like, I thought it would have been, like, 500 years before, at least. <laughs> <laughs> like, ancient medieval mayo. Medieval times wasn't. 500 years ago. That's my history. Fucked. <laughs> I was going prehistoric, Mayo. I mean, that was my instinct. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a clue. I'll say it's like after most of the wars, but before the Spice Girls. See, I would say 1800 is too soon. 1901. Would you like to know the correct answer? I'm, I'm yes. doing 1700s. 1600s. 17. 1700s, because you reacted to the 1800s and I panicked. I'm doing 1700s. Let's go way back. You get a point for the 1700s. It was 1756. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And I found out yesterday that it was 56 years after marmalade was invented, but I can't stand marmalade. (laughs) (laughs) See, I've always wanted to like marmalade, especially because I like Paddington. But, like, it's... It's always too bitter. I just, whenever I hear marmalade, I think there was a song in the the show Come Outside where Auntie Mabel (laughs) sung about marmalade. Marmalade, sweet, sweet marmalade, growing on trees. Something like that. They don't grow on trees, but, you know, there's a song. Marmalade. Adam always sings a song that I have no idea what the fuck is happening, and I'm just like, yes. How many songs have you sang to me that are like like well known here that I'm just like Oh, what was that song that I sang to you and you had no idea what it was? That's the the we're holding on one and we're holding The tide is high and we're holding on. (laughs) That's the anthem of my youth. I used to listen to that in the car all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. I still cannot remember what Adam said it was from. I'm glad that we had a Mayo expert on the podcast. That's a very good... <laughs> a 
Thank you for those facts, Lord Callum. And why why um famous? What are you famous for? Award winning local celebrity. Award winning. I was gonna say I don't consider myself famous at all. <laughs> I did not write that introduction. No, Callum actually paid me to say that. <laughs> he gave me notes beforehand. I was like, right, I want you to introduce me as world famous. <laughs> I mean I didn't say famous, I said local celebrity, and you are award winning, so yeah, technically that is true. Like, <laughs> what awards have you won? The Welsh Unsigned Stand-Up Award in 2018. I think oh. I've done some radio and a bit of TV, but I'm probably most known for, like, I don't know, like that guy you see walking down Queen Street once every three or four days. <laughs> <laughs> So I was the bird lady, the local, um, and I still am to this day. That hasn't changed. Like in Home Alone. <laughs> yes, she's my favorite. Being the pigeon lady is like a dream. Like if all else goes to shit, I'll just be the pigeon lady in the park. You know what I mean? Like that'll be. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so where are you from originally? Like Cardiff based girl up, or did you? You said Port Talbot. I'll give you the rundown. Um, so. I was born in Bridgend, and I lived there for like seven years. And then um, I lived in Petalbert for 12 years, so like seven to 19. So that's where I considered myself to be from. Um, and then I moved to Swansea for five days because I thought <laughs> uni was a good idea. <laughs> so I dropped out of uni after five days, then I moved back to Petalbert for two months, and then I moved to Cardiff for three years, and now I'm in Aberystwyth in university. That's my 22 years in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Are you living in halls at the moment? or? Yeah, I'm in halls with seven other people. Not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> started counting, and it's like 107 days until I can have my own flat again. So that's how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what are you studying in uni? Writing for broadcasting, media, and performance, which is basically script writing, but also film, TV, and theatre. So it's like a mixture of everything, really. I'm doing better at the things I don't enjoy. Like at the minute, my theatre is better than my film, but I think it's because my film lecturer last semester didn't like me because I, I basically argued with her in a seminar. And I don't think she likes me. <laughs> oh my god. What the goth? What did you do? <laughs> um, basically, the film for the week was The Shining, which I... <gasps> I love it! Lo lo oh. oh my god. I loathed it. <laughs> I love The Shining. You loathed it. <laughs> I told her that it was two hours of my life I'm not getting back, and she said, like, she's paid to be impartial, but on this occasion I'm going to have to tell you to shut up. <laughs> Wait. And then, like, I let, I didn't really answer in the next couple of seminars because there was, like, um, still bubbles going, I guess. Um, and then about three or four weeks later, she said, she mentioned casually that she didn't think that Robert De Niro did any comedy films. And I just, like, raised <laughs> my eyebrows. And I was like, have you seen Meet the Fockers? What are you on about? <laughs> there is nothing I love more than your stubbornness in these situations <laughs> you're like no she is 
wrong, I'm going to fight her. My problem is that I don't think before I speak, so so I might be wrong, but I'm too confident not to fight, I think. So, I mean, are you guys okay saying where you met? Or, like, how you met? Because I'm assuming I know, but just for, like, for the podcast. Sure. I, th- I was thinking about this, because I knew I was coming on here. I thought, I think that you were the first person I met from your work, because I used to go to your, this is going to sound weird without saying the name, but I used to go to your work a lot, and then I became friends with your workmate. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if you worked at, like, a local, like, sandwich place or something like that, and you just went there and made friends? <laughs> I just came into a call centre and picked out Adam and decided to be friends with him. <laughs> I guess I've known you, like, I met you probably four or five years ago but i've only probably known you for like the last two or three years i'd say yeah i feel like you were just sort of around and we knew of each other for quite a bit i remember we were talking about people like to have on and stuff like that adam's like callum is so great (laughs) (laughs) it's like who else could i chat with about hummus for an hour I feel like I should apologize to Adam because I've probably wasted about nine hours of his life talking about hummus. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about lumpy foods. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only lumpy food I can think of is like cottage cheese. I'm Ugh. like, I. Cottage cheese and peanut butter are the only foods I refuse to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have peanut butter sandwiches every day for reception on year one. I didn't know you liked peanut butter, Adam. I mean, I don't, I don't now. I think I overindulged the age of six, and now I can't go back. <laughs> so what's the deal with hummus? <laughs> like with mayo, it's just so flexible. I used to um, I used to tell Adam about all of the variations and where's the best place in Cardiff to buy hummus. Because... <laughs> Best value is Lidl, because they sell them for like 50p, because it's Lidl. And then, if you want the best quality, you have to go to the co-op, but it's not really worth it, because it's like £2.50, and that's not worth it at all. Um, (laughs) Tesco's okay. Sainsbury's do surprisingly good hummus. Um, But then we started ranking um, hummuses one time. Do you remember that, Adam? Yeah. I do. <laughs> I remember I might have had a couple of shandies, I think, because I only talk about hummus when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure at one point I must have drawn a map of like shops in Cardiff where to get the best hummus from. Because I remember one of our friends eavesdropping us and asking us what we were doing and then I realised how weird I sounded. <laughs> I feel like sometimes those are the best conversations. I mean, there was that podcast that we did where we talked 45 minutes about Mountain Dew that I swiftly cut. I was like, no one needs to hear this. <laughs> I am so happy you did. Like, we went on so long. I mean, you're like, Anna, and I'm like, thank God you got rid of that. <laughs> The things I regret not doing, like pre-COVID, was doing the, um, you know, in Roth Park where you can go in those kayaks and just go yeah. kayaking everywhere. I was going to do that, oh, but I feel like, you know, Mamma Mia with Julie Walters falls in the sea. I feel like yeah. I did that. <laughs>
<laughs> that is, it's always looked cool, but that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't like. But I've always wanted to do like the swan boats and stuff. The pedalos. And like those kind of things. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that stuff, but I'm terrified that I'd fall in. Callum Stewart, we need to add that to the list of things to do. We need to go on the boats. Okay. One of the things we have on our list is, um, even though, Hannah, I was saying to you earlier, I don't want to ever go in a club ever again, regardless of COVID. Me, Callum, and our friend James have had a plan for years, <laughs> because all of our birthdays are in April, for us to go to mm. the gay clubs, just the three of us, on one night. Mm. And we haven't yet. <laughs> Even though all the gay clubs here are absolutely atrocious, <laughs> I want to go. Are your birthdays near each other, I know. I'm the 1st of April. I'm the you're the 6th, right? And James is the and 15th, I think? All Aries. Glad you're into astrology, because everyone I know think doesn't think it's real, and I love it so much. Oh. Oh. Callum, what would you say that I am from the, like, the bare minimum of you speaking to me? Just going off... <laughs> um, Aura from the last 34 minutes. (laughs) I'd say you were either... I think you're a Sagittarius. Don't hate me for that. Am I right? (laughs) I do not hate you for it, because it's a fire sign, and I love fire signs. So I'm a thousand percent okay with that. I was going to say Aquarius as my second option, but then I realised all of the worst people are Aquariuses. <laughs> Callum, you just... <laughs> are you an I Aquarius? So much. No, I'm a Leo. Oh, yeah, my mother's a Leo. I do this weekly pub quiz with um, some of our friends, Adam, Joe and Tess, and I did a general knowledge round. Uh-huh. And one of the questions was, what is um, Billie Eilish's star sign? And Tess just screamed, because she said, that's not a general knowledge question. <laughs> and you're like, um, yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, so you, you were making the questions? Yeah, we write around each every week, and I just make them as difficult as possible. Oh my god, I dread to think. <laughs> I would get nothing correct. <laughs> I would get absolutely nothing. I am so awful at general, general knowledge, and I'm thinking something like that. I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, at least it's only 12 <laughs> options. I brought a, yeah. I brought a really interesting fun fact into the pub quiz last weekend. I uh-huh. thought it was, at least. Um, oh, my God. Did you know that <laughs> the first ever Eurovision Song Contest was on the 200th anniversary of the invention of mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. As far as Billie Eilish, though, I don't really know her music. I used to refer to myself as the Billie Eilish of South Wales comedy, and people told me I had to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd like her if you like Youngblood, because. When you said earlier about Youngblood, I I saw I saw him performing in Belgium last summer, no, twenty nineteen, and I didn't think I'd like his music, but I ended up staying for the whole thing. That's good, dude. I'm glad his shows are quite. There's something else. I like his shows. <laughs> yeah, I was at the back stand um, and by yeah. the toasty stand. I didn't want to get in the mosh pit. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed his set. You know, even at a distance. I wasn't there for him. I was just killing time before I saw Kylie Minogue. <laughs> See, I don't know much about Kylie either, other than some guy in high school loved her music. 
my uncle used to fucking love Kylie Minogue. Like he, all like he was hyperventilating when he found out she was in Cardiff filming Doctor Who that one time. He's like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> Kylie's nearby. <laughs> like a spidey sense, like she's near. Just the whispers, like I just can't get you out of my head. Oh my god, she's coming! I can feel her. Kylie in Belgium. I was like, I was quite far up because usually in gigs I like being towards the back, but I was about 12 rows from the stage and the two guys in front of me, I don't know why, but they decided to drop on acid. Um, <laughs> oh! I, I've never taken acid in my life, but I know that a Kylie Minogue concert is not the place to, to do acid. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good time? <laughs> they looked like they did, yeah. <laughs> they got a bit freaked out 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was the, it was the year when um, she was doing Glastonbury and she was doing duets with Especially For You, um, the song Especially For You, and The Cure were also headlining that festival. So I was really hoping oh. that she would get Robert Smith on to do Especially For You <laughs> with Kylie. <laughs> But she didn't get anyone. And then in Glastonbury the next day, she did it with that Nick Cave guy. I've never listened to him, but that was a big thing that year. I don't know Nick Cave. If she did it with Robert Smith, that would have been amazing. That would have been incredible. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I saw Robert Smith was at the NME Awards in 2020, just before everything went, you know. You know. But (laughs) I just... I love that his hair has still remained. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just—it's <laughs> one of those. I'm like, oh, there's it's been aging, but I like that some things have stayed the same. <laughs> so was that the one when Robert Smith was really sassy with the um, news reporter on the red carpet, or was that a different time? He might have been, but I didn't see any of the stuff he did before. The video went viral of him. He was walking up to this. Um, presenter and she said she was really like upbeat and really I think she might have been from New York and she was like um, I was going to say American right (laughs) (laughs) she was saying things like oh my god Robert it's so much it's such an honour to meet you are you excited as I am this evening and he was like by the looks of it absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) you also live in the American right didn't they? Don't they always talk about one fact? Yeah, that they went to high school with Jack Nicholson, or the same high school as Jack Nicholson, fifty years apart, which isn't something to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. Anytime they meet someone new, that's oh, do they bring it up all the time? Yeah, and they make it very clear to everyone that they've never met, that they haven't met before, that they don't like Bruce Springsteen. And that you can be an American and not like Bruce Springsteen. And I'm like, I'm not American, but I know you have to love Bruce Springsteen if you're American. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you have to? The boss? (laughs) (laughs) That's the 15th Amendment is thou shalt love Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) I... I really don't know anything about Bruce Springsteen, so it's like... Can you hear I, that? I think that's yeah. the sound of Hannah's American passport being revoked. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him twice live, and both times were like four and a half, five hour shows, and it was just like anyone else, I wouldn't have stayed around that long, but because it was him, I was there for all of it. It was so good. <laughs> the only person I've seen go on 
for that long um, were the Foo Fighters. So but I don't even know how long the set was. It was like, because usually they have the standard one that they tour and stuff like that, but it was Dave Grohl's birthday like thing that they announced last minute. And they just had a big concert in L.A. It was just the longest thing, but there were so many different guests, and it was so great. <laughs> and it was wonderful. But, yeah, it's rare that concerts that go on that long that you can actually stay and feel like, okay. And I also have to give credit to whoever's on stage because that is a long time to be performing and to be doing that. So. things that's got me through lockdown is i think i've watched every single diana documentary that exists did you even watch the the critically panned diana film the one with um what's her name from the impossible <laughs> sure Na- naomi was <laughs> yeah i really liked that film she even hated it herself <laughs> <laughs> naomi was yeah oh yeah obviously because diana's dead isn't it yeah i didn't think that's true <laughs> I was like, wait, was it made before? <laughs> Diana gave a message to um, Psychic Sally and was like, hey, I really hated that film that came out about me. I'm really looking forward to print, um, to Kristen Stewart playing Diana this year or next year. What? Kristen Stewart is no. going to play Diana. Robert Pattinson is playing Prince Charles. <laughs> That's not true, but the Kristen Stewart bit is. <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. I just I haven't seen any of those. Like Adam's the resident, he just documentary person. He watches all of them, so it's fine. Yeah. The only yeah, documentaries I've watched a little bit of and then I'll ask Adam like what happened. You know? Like please <laughs> yeah. tell me the rest of it. <laughs> Whenever I think Princess Diana, I always think of Callum Stewart. <laughs> Because he has a really good joke about Princess Diana in his set. I won't make you do it. It's fine. I'm not going to make would... you do stand-up comedy. But... <laughs> would I be allowed? Would I be allowed to see it? Would it be libelous? I think. <laughs> if Prince Charles is listening, I'm sorry, and I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Prince Charles listening to Get Inside Us? Are you fucking kidding? You'll be like rings up the Queen, like. Mother, did you know when mail was invented? <laughs> we we definitely have uh, royal listeners, you know. So we may even be... Is it technically... If you have a title, are you technically royalty or no? I think you have to be born into it or marry into it. That's bullshit. I want to be able to buy my title. <laughs> One of the things I found, it always depends on what it is that you're filling out. But when you can choose, like, the prefix or whatever, sometimes it'll have Lord and Lady. I mean, will they have a check if you ticked it? That's one of the uh, tiny little things that I've noticed over here that I love. Like, so do you do stand-up all the time, or is that, like, a side thing? Is that something you want to do in the future? Because I know it's quite different from what you're studying. Yeah, I was doing I was doing it all the time for, like, five... Well, I started in 2015, so, yeah, just under five years before the pandemic happened. I, p- I probably will do it in uni, but not as much because it's in the middle of nowhere. I want to go into like TV writing. That's the the dream after this, um, I guess. Mm. So um, 
it was I feel like you know when people have different chapters in their lives I feel like seven, 17 to like 21 22 was my stand-up time <laughs> I just go on to bigger and better things <laughs> you've retired now you're <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's good. No, I I fully get that though. You know what I mean? There's always been different parts of my life where I'm like, oh, because I, I mean, I started doing, I was in a lot of civil service work and stuff like that and community-based things. But then I'm like, I don't know why I never explored a more creative side of myself that wanted to do other things. I was always like, well, I'm still helping people. So I'll just do whatever I can to help the community and do my best and I'll study these things it'll be fine and I'll be happy and satisfied and I'm like oh this is emotionally draining and (laughs) I cannot sustain this forever and (laughs) as much as I'm helping I'm also depleting my own kind of you know reserve of you know any kind of energy with that and um I should really look into something else so trying to shift gears later on is quite difficult (laughs) to say the least but not impossible so i'm just not giving up hope yet tell you this story now because it's arguably like my third or fourth best anecdote Basically, um, they made us do this test thing to see who could do GCSE art and who couldn't. And <laughs> my teacher, <laughs> he said that the project had to be, we had to do it in like two or three days. And um, the title of the idea was you had to combine a piece of pop culture from the time and a piece of wildlife. And um, this was in <laughs> like, 2000 and I don't know it was like mid Obama as president like halfway through his presidency and um, uh, I basically made Barack Obama which was (laughs) (laughs) I love it and my teacher said that's the worst piece of art anyone has ever made that he's ever seen And then I had to. You still have it somewhere in my mother's attic. Somewhere (laughs) (laughs) he he said, "I've never seen anything this bad." And I was kind of telling him that art is subjective, like you said, it's not really your place to say, even though you are the teacher. And then I ended up having to do history, and that was just like a really bad time in my life because I failed that. I got like a U or something, all because of my teachers inability to see creativity in me <laughs> just the irony and like the art teacher not being able to like have that kind of open creative mindset like i i have never i had an art teacher in high school that covered a decoy duck and pistachio shells okay like I, <laughs> if you put time into it that's all he really graded on is if you were trying and like you put some effort in we had to do like the Mona Lisa type thing, like the three quarters, like the bit of the torso to the side, you know what I mean? Portrait kind of thing. And it is the worst thing I have ever done. <laughs> like, there are no ears. I don't, I mean, maybe I did ears. I don't know. It is, 
oh, my mom still has it somewhere in the house. And I'm like, please, Jesus, get rid of that. (laughs) (laughs) Fully cursed. All of my art teachers were sexist in some way. So the regular art teachers, they were sexist because they would... um, they were both two two old ladies, and they would always let the girls just leave school fifteen minutes early and make the boys clean up everything. Like what? Lit, like the girls could just go home because they'd have art the last lesson on one week. They'd be like, "Okay, girls, unpack your stuff and go. And um, boys, clean up the room. We just have to clean up the room. It's really weird." The textiles teacher was sexist towards boys because they just assumed they couldn't sew and just didn't even try and teach them. It's like, "Oh, you boys can never do this." Even though actually I was quite good at sewing, but maybe you know. I could have been a, I could have been a professional <laughs> if she taught me anything. Um, <laughs> and then the the DT teachers were both men. They were sexist towards the girls. So I mean, it all evens out, doesn't it? The what teacher? Design tech. And I don't really want to say that it was sexism, actually, because I don't know what it was. I don't want to claim it was true sexism, but it was favoritism. I'll say favoritism. I didn't feel oppressed by it, mm. so I'm not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was just frustrated. Um, I was just going to say, I think that might have been a thing with um, textiles teachers in South Wales, because uh, <laughs> my textile <laughs> teacher, she hated me, and she sent me out of the class on my birthday one year, because <laughs> I, I I sneezed ten times in a row, <laughs> because I had allergies. <laughs> And she accused me of sneezing sarcastically, so I'm with you on textiles <laughs> teachers. A chew. <laughs> a chew. <laughs> and she she ended up marrying the head of maths and he hated me as well, so I felt like they were ganging up on me. <laughs> teachers can just be I can't believe they did that to you guys. And I textiles? I can't believe that was an option for school. We were always so limited, like we never had the classic American like home ec stuff and all those things that you see. And it's like, you guys had great classes, except for yeah, the teachers. I think, we made, I think <laughs> we made kites in textiles. We could have been on like the Great British, British Sewing Bee or something. No. We could have been on Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, I, did I tell you what my, I, I decided what my drag name is going to be? Oh, tell me. Union oh. Jackie. Oh, God. <laughs> So it's um, post-Brexit drag for a post-Brexit Britain. <laughs> I can't take full credit for that. It was somebody else who came up with the name. <laughs> I still haven't figured out my drag name properly. Jake's is Penny Farthing, which I think is class. I'm quite leaning towards Barbecue Lays. I think my other one would be anti-vaxxer, but I think that's probably taken. <laughs> God. God damn it. See, I really wanted to be um, clairvoyant, but then it turns out there's like a billion clairvoyants already. So. <laughs> Sewing is just not, to talk about that, I'm like, I wish I had textiles. This is a, a little side note. I cannot. My grandma can. My mother can. Everyone can sew but me. I'm like, I'm lucky if I could thread a needle and try to stitch something. <laughs> it's like, it just will always look like shit. Wait, did you guys have yearbooks? Is another like, little question. We were promised yearbooks, but we never got them. We had them, but I refused to pay for one because I didn't like enough people in my year to look at them again. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we all got them no matter what. I think. I've had, I've had them every year. And, like, we all signed them and stuff. Did everyone sign them and stuff? We signed shirts on leaving day. And we also had... We had a prom with awards. 
don't know if you guys had that Ooh, as well. You had awards. That's exciting. I would have loved that. Awards. Yeah. I want awards. We we gave awards in the yearbook. Like people would vote, and then in the yearbook it'd be like the funniest of them. Blah, blah, blah. Like and yeah, that type of thing. <laughs> Do you want to guess which award I won? Oh, shall I give you multiple choice? Yeah. Yes. A funniest guy in the year. <laughs> B, B um, most likely to become a chef. And C was dark horse of the year. Absolutely C. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to have to agree with Adam. I like Dark Horse of the Year, but is that actually a, an award? You know, it doesn't sound like it would be. That's what I won. I think they might have tailored it towards me, maybe, so I could win <laughs> something. <laughs> That's incredible. I would want that. I'd be like, you didn't see it coming. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like, our prom experiences were very different. Like, American proms are very different from what Adam was saying because we had I mean our pictures did you go to prom yeah I did I left at half nine because I had an anxiety attack but I went for a bit I'm sorry do you did you take a picture at prom I know yeah but I looked hideous because I thought it'd be a good idea to shave my head the night before (laughs) (laughs) 2014 was a dark time (laughs) oh Callum did um did anyone go to your prom in novelty vehicles? Oh, the my word of the month is plank. When I don't like someone, I call them a plank. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Basically, these planks, these like the popular guys in my earth. You know those guys. I don't know if you had them, but in our school, there'd be like thirty of them playing football in the playground, and yeah, you'd never <laughs> see, see them in two people. They do, they only come in thirties. So. <laughs> Yeah, none of them had personalities. Um, but basically, they all came in like um, it was sort of like a mix of a. It was like a limo that looked like an ambulance or something. I don't really know how to describe it. <laughs> Sorry, I just how was it like a Hummer? Like a, like another kind of Hummer. <laughs> Girls came in like pink limos and things like that, and some guys came on quad bikes. But other than that, like I, oh I just came in my mother's Citroen Berlingo. <laughs> it's too. It's prom. It's, like, it's, it's a dance. Like, I, I feel like we should do a thing where um, it's prom, but it's only people you enjoy. Where it's like friends dressing up in suits and dresses or whatever, but it's music you like it's light in everyone's comfortable with and like yeah um it's like moussaka or something not just finger food and things like that <laughs> like yeah, it has to be mix. No. <laughs> can we do that for the first time we all hang out after the pandemic yeah like we don't discuss we don't talk to each other we just turn up at this place all dressed up in our novelty vehicles <laughs> like hey guys <laughs> Can I show up on a swan boat down the bay? <laughs> Just paddle myself down. <laughs> I always hear people talking about high school as if like they're like, oh yeah, prom, all oh, this, and like it was the best time. And I'm like, you know, it was a time in my life, but oh my god, I've had so many great experiences since then. I like no no no. <laughs> no no no. That's not like a highlight of my life. <laughs> it's it was something that I experienced, but not, yeah, not a highlight. Some of my favorite films are like The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and like high school films from the eighties. I um, I think like that's my favorite kind of genre, like John Hughes films. Apart from obviously Sixteen Candles, because that's 
horrible. But mm. um, I like the way Hollywood makes school look good, even though I hated school, but I love it in films. And I just think <laughs> that's very interesting. Anytime I would have any kind of like valet, like it's quite common in LA, like if you're going somewhere, because parking's hard to find. So a lot of the time they have valet outside restaurants and stuff. I don't want to ever give my car to someone else because I imagine a Ferris Bueller moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I cannot let someone else drive my car. Like, this is not. <laughs> they will take it and drive it and it'll be like that. But Ferris Bueller's Day Off is great. Breakfast Club's great. Um, I feel like no one's seen Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. But then thinking about that back, that has a lot of issues. But that was like the high school. You know what I mean? Again, like, stereotypes of high school you know what i mean and especially then but that was more 90s and stuff yeah american high school has such i think a stereotype around it that other places don't especially like the high school experience i think the problem is that with british films about school they're either unrealistic or they're about posh schools which is just not my experience so it's either like i don't know like harry potter or saint trinian's it's like (laughs) no in between for people like me and adam (laughs) We have our underfunded, slightly crumbling school. See, I always thought private schools were the only ones who wore uniforms, because that's how it is in California. Like, if you go to a state school, you don't have to wear uniforms. And when I first came over, when even before that, when I first saw stuff, I was like, they're all wizards. It's all Harry Potter. This is They all wear ties. This is it. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's basically that. It's wildly different. I think uniforms are wonderful. I never wanted to have to think about clothes and what to wear and the pressures of that as well. Because it's like, ooh, what's on trend? You know, what can you afford? What is it? It's always just like, oh, it's the same thing for everyone. So it keeps it pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jake always makes fun of me because I didn't have much say in what I wanted to wear for ages in my teen years because I didn't really know what I was doing. So my mum yeah. would just take us to shop at the Sports Direct and I'd wear consistently tracksuit bottoms and a Lonsdale shirt. <laughs> so I'm glad they had uniform because I did not want to wear that to school. <laughs> we had a, um, we had like black trousers, blue um, buttoned up shirts and a blue and mint green tie. Ooh. Oh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Like that. And then in the summer, it was like mandatory that guys had to wear shorts. Oh. oh, God. But yeah, so if you could turn up in a fancy vehicle, so if we had our own version of a prom after all the COVID stuff, you know, what kind of fancy vehicle would you turn up in? I mean, would we be taking them on our own, these big extravagant vehicles? Absolutely individual vehicles. Okay, good. That's why I'm claiming an the swan boat. I think I would turn up on like a sparkly, glittery um, space hopper <laughs> <laughs> that also turns into a bean a bean bag. If I'm too tired in the prom, so I can sit down. <laughs> are we like are we sixteen in this prom, or are we like our ages now? <laughs> no, we're our ages now. So. Oh yeah, I definitely need a bean bag in the club now. <laughs> <laughs> We can have a full beanbag section and like sec- like quiet sections where people go and be alone if they want. We'd be there all night. Honestly, <laughs> 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 same. <laughs> oh, God. Like, what kind of music would we have? Wait, I would turn. Oh, up. yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Just like, I don't Fuck know. Fuck my drag. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would turn up 
like shit at the end of Mamma Mia 2. Helicopter <laughs> from the horizon. <laughs> and then you just see one of my heels come out of the helicopter door. You know, with my with my cane, <laughs> in my white suit. I'm like, hey bitches, I'm here. <laughs> that would be perfect. But <laughs> then I swiftly please. remove the heels because I would not be able to take a single step further. So. <laughs> you kick them off dramatically. So <laughs> before you even step out of the helicopter, just kick them off like through like the door. <laughs> <laughs> be fine. Yeah, what kind of music, what kind of vibes would you guys want? F Club. That goes completely against what I was going to say, because I thought it'd be really fun to have like a Fleetwood Mac-themed prom. Oh, dude, <laughs> I'd be down. I'd be down, yeah. Fucking Stevie Nicks, she was amazing. Like, I saw her <laughs> at the Mid-State Fair um, the same year Bob Dylan was playing. We could make it a S Club 7 Stevie Nicks, Bob Dylan extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> The Holy Trinity, some may say. Imagine. We can have it in um, Cardiff Castle. For some reason, I thought you were going to say Life Lounge. I don't know why. <laughs> Look, when this pandemic is over, that is nowhere near the first place I'm going. <laughs> Last time I went there, it was eight years ago. And um, yeah, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I dropped my phone in, the, in a toilet at Live Lounge once. The instinct was to go grab it, and that's exactly what I did. And I didn't feel clean for about a week afterwards. Oh, oh. <laughs> it didn't work. So I, I, you know, I wasted my good hand for nothing. <laughs> did you have a bowl of rice on hand? <laughs> <laughs> and I was too embarrassed to tell my friends about it, so I had to just pretend like I was still enjoying the night while my pea-soaked phone was in my pocket. <laughs> I've only been there once with like six other people, and I thought I was having a good time, but I think I was just blinded by different things. And um, <laughs> I, um, I thought I was just sweating profusely because there were so many people in there. But it turns out this guy had dropped a pint of dark fruit down my shirt accidentally, <laughs> like oh. spilt it as he was walking through the dance floor. And then we left, and then we went to Pulse or somewhere, and it was way better. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Live Lounge is one of those. I'd be willing to give it a go again, but I think I'm going to be a lot more, um, I don't know, prepared. <laughs> I feel like every time I was about to go there in like the past five years, it would always be like 4am and you'd be like, right, this is in a place left. And we'd walk close to it, and you'd hear Mr. Brightside playing. And we'd give up. We'd be like, nah, let's go home. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what kind of... Do you want, like, actual food or just snacks? Like, what's the thought here? We had... I remember for the main dish, we had chicken Kievs. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I have an irrational hatred of chicken Kievs because a guy in school I went to, he was a bully, and his, that was his favourite meal. So I've hated... Chicken Kievs for about 14 years of my life because of one guy. <laughs> I've never had Chicken Kiev, Callum. That's a thing over here, and I've always been like, I don't know what it chicken is. Chicken Kievs <laughs> are incredible. I, In every single way. <laughs> I will continue to not have them for Callum's sake and in protest <laughs> of this fucker. <laughs> it's like, really, me and Adam only disagree on two things in life, and that's. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, three things. There's like 
there's this, the chicken Kievs, there's the whole dry roast dinners versus the gravy roast dinner. And then there's the whether Danny Minogue is overrated or not. <laughs> Look, I didn't say she was overrated or underrated. I said that she's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's Eve 2019, 2020, we were... I've never seen you so offended by anything. I know, I remember somebody had to calm me down. <laughs> Does it, well, I don't know where it's going to lead me if I just say I don't know who that is. Is that going to get me in more trouble or like, I don't know? <laughs> She's Kylie Minogue's sister who gets overlooked so so much in society (laughs) (laughs) oh callum stewart where can people find you you can find me on twitter as at callum of stewart c-a-l-u-m-o-f-s-t-e-w-a-r-t um Instagram is TV's Callum Stewart. Uh, Facebook, I've got a page called The Comedian that is Callum Stewart, if you want to like that. And then, um, I don't know, if you want to join my seminars, I guess I could give you the passcode if you want. (laughs) (laughs) DM me. (laughs) Uh, I think that's all of the places you can find me. (laughs) And uh, if you'd like to uh, contact us, our Instagram handle is, uh, and our Twitter handle is going to be at Get Inside Us. And Adam, what's our email? Get Inside Us Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and as always, Adam, what's the rule about messaging us at all? If Hannah deems your message unworthy of her eyes, she will block you. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you again, Callum. And yeah, <laughs> bye. Swindon has one of the best um, spas, as in the corner shop, not the hotel. (laughs) What's so good about it? They have a massive array of flapjacks. (laughs) I feel like I should set up my own podcast, which is purely to do with condiments and side dishes and things. Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee, there's comedians in cars getting horseradish or something. (laughs) 